Hey everybody, welcome back to the Drum Mantra Podcast, episode 42. Today, we're going to do something a little different than I've been doing in the past. I'm actually going to take you through some things that I've been working on lately uh, in the practice room. And when I say lately, I mean recently, and I mean yesterday is when I came up with this new exercise. And it's a modification of the Foundational Series book, um, Rhythmic Melodies Section 3 in the Foundational Series book. It's in 5-4 time. And I'm going to talk about a modification that I came up with that I am working on. It's very challenging, and I'm super excited to be working on it. Patterns, permutations, time, rhythm, coordination, meter, concentration, tempo, modulation, groove. Welcome to the Drum Mantra Podcast. This is Rich Stitzel, and it's time to go deeper with your practice. What's the first song we're gonna do? Can we go listen to it? Is there some kind of demo? And then, because I hate, I hate just like throwing up like any old symbol, snare drum, and whatever, um, building a kit, and then going to listen to the song. You're like, oh well, I wouldn't use half the stuff that's up here. The way to be successful at something is you have to be so passionate about it that time disappears. You do not care. You are just in it. You can't wait to wake up because you get to start again. When you go to sleep, you hope that you dream about it. That's what I'm talking about when I talk about passion. I, I really feel like that's a really under-emphasized part of being a drummer, is getting sad. What happens is you're moving the accents everywhere possible in a measure of 4-4, four, four, a measure of 3-4, and a measure of 5-4. You break it down, you know, sometimes you'll do threes in each hand or whatever, but it's a, it's a combination of just those two things and throwing in a single kick drum or a double kick drum, and now you have these odd phrases Okay, so let's just go ahead and get right into this. Um, Rhythmic Melodies Section 3 in the Foundational Series book is in 5-4 time. The The challenge of 5-4 is that extra beat in each measure can sometimes be disorienting until you really get used to it. And I I know you've probably heard the uh, famous song Take 5 with uh, Joe Morello playing drums. <laughs> And that is a that's one way to play five four. It's kind of a swung thing in a in a grouping of three and a grouping of two over and over again. It's kind of a it has its own little pattern to it. But um, when I'm talking about five four here, we're just in a straight five quarter notes subdivided by sixteenth notes pattern. And the great thing, the cool thing about 5-4 is we can start to introduce a polymetric relationship that exists within the measure. So that would be a native polymeter. A native polymeter means that a polymetric relationship exists within one measure of time. So in 5-4 time, the 5-4 to four polymetric relationship can exist in one measure of time and that is native. And what a polymeter is, is an evenly spaced grouping of notes that share the same subdivision as another evenly spaced grouping of notes. 
So in 5-4 time, we have quarter notes. We have five of them. So quarter notes have four sixteenth notes apiece. One E and a, two E and a, three E and a, four E and a, five E and a. And then the five note grouping would be um, accented notes every fifth sixteenth note. And that just happens to fall on one, the E of two, the and of three, the uh of four, and then nothing on five. So that sounds like this. One E and a two, E and a three, E and a four, E and a five, E and a. Okay, so that is a, a nice relationship. And I'm actually going to play that relationship for you right now so you can get a get a little grasp on it. And I'm going to play it for, you know, 30 seconds or so so you can really hone in. Here it is. Okay, so we're going to start with a quarter note in the hi-hat. One, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four, five. Now I'm going to add a ride symbol in every fifth sixteenth note. Here it comes. Three, four, five. One, two, three, four, five. One E and a two E and a three E and a four E and a five E and a. One, two, three, four, five. One E and a two E and a three E and a four E and a five E and a. One. 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 Okay, so that is the four to five polymetric relationship. The hi-hat is playing quarter notes. There are five of them per measure. And the ride cymbal is playing every fifth, sixteenth note. That is the four to five polymetric relationship. And you can um, write that out if you'd like and just imagine it, play along to the audio track that I just put in here. But that's something important to get used to. Now, I only counted it as quarter notes. Um, I'm not going to totally dive down the rabbit hole of how to count it as 20th notes because that can get kind of crazy. But let me just give you a quick example of what that would sound like. One, two, three, four, five. That's in 5-4. Here's 20th notes. One, two, three, four. One, two, Three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. Now that could be an exercise that you work on. Um, I'm not going to go that direction with this particular. Um, lesson today, but counting back and forth between 
five quarter notes and four twentieth notes. Uh, basically, what what a twentieth note is is a subdivision. There are five subdivisions between each main pulse, and in a measure of five four, there are twenty sixteenth notes. So you could divide them as quarter notes, and there's four per quarter note, or fifth notes, which would have five subdivisions between each main accent. If you went back and forth and counted, it would sound like this. One, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four. So that can become kind of a brain twister for sure, especially if you start to really convince yourself that you're in each of those different um, time signature counting modes. So let's get a little bit deeper into this exercise that uh, I've modified for the foundational series, Section 3, Rhythmic Melodies. If you have the foundational series book, you will know that the book is divided into three sections. Section 1 is in 4-4. Section 2 is in 3-4, and Section 3 is completely in 5-4 time. And after you get through the uh, initial exercises in the chapter, you get to the rhythmic melodies. And the rhythmic melodies are four measure long uh, rhythm, rhythm coordination exercises based on the exercises that you did in the previous uh, six pages of the chapter. So... I'm just going to focus on the very first measure of exercise four in Rhythmic Melodies, section three. And all that is, is the melody is five quarter notes. And we've already got that in the hi-hat, so five quarter notes. But what we're going to do with the other limbs is what's going to really bring this into, into, into this new dimension of... Uh, of groove pattern and coordination. So the first thing we're going to do is we're going to we're going to we're going to do a little rhythmic illusion here. We're going to take the ride cymbal pattern which we know is every 5th 16th note. It just happens to be that there are four evenly spaced ride cymbal patterns in that measure of 5/4 time. So when you have four evenly spaced notes, you immediately can can um insert a backbeat in every other note to give a superimposed new time signature and a superimposed new tempo. It's going to feel like it's a groove that's slower than is actually happening. Let me demonstrate that for a second here. So if I add a bass drum in to the first and third ride cymbal pattern and a snare drum into the second and fourth ride cymbal pattern, you start to get this vibe. I'll take the hi-hat out and watch what happens. Here we go. 
hi-hat back in. One, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four, five. Now, as you can see right away, that is a, uh, a pretty mind-bending sound. If you're not used to it especially, that will kind of warp your brain a little bit. Um, but all we're doing, again, is we're taking, we're in 5-4 time, subdividing by 16th notes. We're doing four groupings, uh, a grouping of four 16th notes and a grouping of five 16th notes. The four 16th note grouping is in the hi-hat. The five 16th note grouping is in the ride cymbal. And because we're in 5-4 time, the ride cymbal can play four evenly spaced notes within that measure. And we're just putting beats one, the first and third accent of that grouping with bass drum and putting the snare drum on the second and fourth accent of that five note grouping to give a superimposed 4-4 four, four in a slower tempo. And it's actually a 20% slower tempo. Um... So that's a that's a fun little trick in itself. Now I have to always kind of give this um, this caveat because these exercises are not designed to mess the band up, to derail the band, to do anything crazy. What these exercises are all about is really helping you center your own awareness and your own um, comfort in different subdivisions. You may not ever even do this on a gig, but the, the, the fact that you understand it and have possibly practiced it and can do it just means that your body is more um, attuned and more conditioned to react musically when the time arises. And I always, I always want to say that because musically is an important uh, concept musically means emotionally it means reacting emotionally to what's going on in the music in the moment and there's a pretty good chance that five over four polymeters is not very emotional that's a very mathematical scientific kind of concept good chance the other musicians that you're playing with probably don't understand this concept and if they do, and if they're very comfortable with it and very fluid with it, then it might start to creep into their emotional expression of music. But until that happens, it will sound contrived, mathematical, and also will probably just confuse everybody. And that is not the goal of this. The goal is to center your own awareness of rhythm and time within yourself so you are more comfortable so you play with more confidence and you have more authority on the instrument regardless of the complexity of the music that you're playing. Okay, that's super important to uh, always keep in mind. That's my philosophy. Of course, you can find music that is very complicated um, and has a lot of these elements in it. 
and that's fine if you're playing with musicians that like to play that that's totally cool i like to come from more of a a soulful expression and i also have this uh this love for intricate rhythms and so the way i marry the two is i just know that understanding these rhythms and being able to play them just makes me more comfortable at whatever it is I'm doing. Even if I'm just playing the money beat all night long, it feels better. The groove is deeper because I know more. I understand more about what I'm doing, and that comes across regardless of the genre of music that I'm playing. So just keep that in mind. Okay, so now what we're going to do, this is when things get interesting. We're going to tweak the ride cymbal pattern a little bit. Um, The ride cymbal pattern... I'm going to find this here because I have it. <clears throat> As you notice, I've got... It's One of the things that I do when I practice, and I learned this when I was studying with Pete Magadini, is um, some of his exercises were very challenging. And the most effective and efficient way that I found to practice his exercises was I would program them into Ableton and then I would play along, I would loop them, and then play along on pads. Because I thought, okay, I'm hearing what it's supposed to sound like exactly. I'm hearing the perfect replication of the exercise that was assigned. Now all I have to do is coordinate my limbs to play at the exact time that I'm hearing this perfect loop happening. And so I would practice on pads and listen to the uh, instruments as I was doing it. And I really feel like it sped up my ability to um, overcome some of these coordination challenges that Pete's material presents. If you're not familiar with Pete Magadini's material, he is the polyrhythm guy. And um, I highly recommend checking his stuff out. Polyrhythms for the music. Polyrhythms. The, I can't remember the name of his book. The way I remembered it was called Polysymbol Time when I had his book, but now I think this, the name has changed to something like Polyrhythms for the Musician or something like that. Pete Magadini, check him out. But the but the the system of practice is is the point. That's that's where I developed um, this this more efficient way to practice is is for me is to program these these complex ideas, and then loop them and practice along with them. It's kind of like when you're young and you play along to, to records or CDs. You just you play along to the music because you love playing the music. This is the same thing. You're playing along to patterns that are deeply involved. So here is the ride cymbal pattern, and it's going to give a couple rhythmic illusion concepts to you just by virtue of the way that I've structured the pattern. So here's the ride symbol pattern, and then I'll talk about it. Okay, on its own, it sounds kind of like a pattern that you probably think you're comfortable playing. 
Um, it's just a three-note pattern. It's kind of like the ride pattern. Dung, dung, ga-dung, dung, ga-dung. One, two, three, one, two, three. Three notes in a row. That's not how you count that, of course, obviously, but it's a three-note pattern. That's what I'm trying to get the point across of that. Um, da, 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 da. Here's, here's that, the one that I showed you again. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. And a one, and a two, and a three, and a four. Now, the reason I counted a four was because, as you know, in this particular lesson, when we count to four, we are counting in a polymetric four. We are counting groupings of five sixteenth notes. Each landmark accent is one, two, three, four. But now I'm going to play that ride cymbal pattern, and then I'm going to bring the hi-hat back in, the quarter note hi-hat. And your mind will be twisted up. I hope you're not driving. If you are, pull over because this could cause an accident. Here it is. Here comes the hi-hat. One, two, three, four, five, one, Two, three, four. One, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four. Okay, we're getting close to the pattern. So we've got quarter notes in the hi-hat. We have this new ride pattern. And the ride pattern, here's the actual notation of that. I know it sounds tricky, but I'm going to kind of reveal the actual notation. So here it is. One, a two E, three E and, E and a, and a. <laughs> okay, so it's, uh, one E and a two E and a three E and a four E and a five E and a one a two E three E and E and a that's the E and a of beat four nothing on beat four and then beat five is and a so nothing on one E. One, a two E, three E and, E and a, and a one, a two E, three E and, E and a, and a one, a two E, three E and, E and a, and a one, a two E, three E and, E and a, and a. Here it is, sped up. One, a two E, three E and, 
three e n e and a and a one a two e three e n e and a and a one a two e three e n e and a and a one a two e three e n e and a and a one. Very cool. Okay, so now let's add the snare drum and the bass drum into that ride pattern, and just see what that feels and sounds like. This is going to start to be um, bordering on kind of new hip hop concepts. Uh, the, the The subdivision of the fifth note is very common, and that's one I haven't I haven't said that yet. But the fifth note is the same as the twentieth note. The fifth note is five subdivisions between each main pulse. The reason I'm not saying quintuplets is quintuplets to me imply a polyrhythm. It's a figure that goes on top of another figure. A quintuplet would be a grouping of five that is placed within a quarter notes amount of, amount of time. And this is a little different. So this is a 20th note subdivision, which means five per pulse. It's also, I think you can also call it a fifth note we're kind of in new territory here, and I actually haven't ever heard anyone else talk about this um, except for myself. So uh, I don't know how to go about that except for my own explanation. Five subdivisions between each pulse is a 20th note, and I can also I also feel comfortable explaining it as a fifth note. Um, so there you have it. So here's the ride cymbal pattern with the bass drum and snare drum included. Here we go. Okay, so you can definitely start to hear that there's a groove. There's a little bit of a, a strange lilt to it because it's not 16th notes and it's not triplets. It's fifth notes or 20 notes per measure. I'm going to play that groove again for you right now. Here it is again. I'm going to let it go for about 30 seconds so you can really uh, let it sink in. Okay, here we are. All right, I think that you could listen to this a whole lot longer than that, and still kind of have a little bit of a uh, a little bit of an awkward relationship with it. Um, it takes a long time to let this sink in. I've been 
studying and practicing and listening to these kinds of uh, rhythmic subdivisions and pulses a lot, and it still has a very um, foreign sound to my ear. But um, I just think that it, it takes a lot of listening, a lot of training to start to hear this new subdivision. Okay, so now let's hear the groove, and I'm going to include the hi-hat. This is when things get really crazy because now we have two pulses, two time signatures, and two tempos happening at the same time. Now they're related, so they're not completely, um, that's not a complete abstract concept. They both go together. They're just different ways of manipulating the same information. So here comes, um, I'm going to play the, I'll play the ride kick and snare groove uh, a couple times and then I'm going to add the hi-hat in and again pull over if you're driving here comes the hi-hat One, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four, five. One e and a two e and a three e and a four e and a five e and a one e and a two e and a three e and a four e and a five e and a. One, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four. One e and a two e and a three e and a four e and a five e and a one e and a two e and a three e and a four e and a five e and a. Yeah. So right. It's crazy. If you just kind of zone out and listen to that, it can really disorient your concept of what is going on at all. Um, so I wanted to anchor in the quarter note pulse a little bit for you and also anchor in that five note grouping pulse for you, counting it as 16th notes with the accents on one, the E of two, the and of three, and the of four, and also counting it in 20th notes with four evenly spaced subdivisions of the slower 4-4 four, four tempo within the 5-4 fast tempo. Okay, so that is the beginning of this exercise. There are 32 permutations for the hi-hat. 
and this is only one of them. So it gets crazy, and I'm going to be completely honest. This is the only one that I can do right now. The second one, the second permutation of this, is just simply moving the hi-hat over one sixteenth note to the E's. One E and a two, E and a three, E and a four, E and a five, E and a. Doing that makes everything completely fly out the window for me. And I just started practicing this last night, and I was so excited to continue practicing, but it was getting late and I was tired. But uh, I got up first thing this morning, had some coffee. I'm actually, I'm going to have a little sip of coffee right now. And uh, I, I was excited to get back down here and practice this and to share it with you. So now I'm going to play for you the hi-hat on the E. This is measure two of exercise four from Rhythmic Melodies section three in the Foundational Series book. Here is the hi-hat on the E of each beat. I'm going to let this one play for a while just to give your brain a nice disorientation. Here we go. One, two, three, four, five. One E, two E, three E, four E, five E, one E, two E, three E, four E, five E, one E, two E, three E, four E, five E, one, two, three, four, five, one, two, three, four, five, one E, two E, three E, four E, five E, one E, two E, three E, four E, five E. One, two, three, four, five, one E, two E, three E, four E, five E. Okay, what did I tell you? It's pretty crazy. It's a challenge. It's a very big challenge. Now, it's not as challenging to do this pattern with the other ride pattern. Um, taking out those extra notes in the ride pattern really simplifies this whole concept. Uh, let me play that for you real quick again. So the ride pattern is now just going to be every 5th, 16th note, right with the kick and right with the snare drum. No extra flourishes on the ride. And the hi-hat pattern together is a much more accessible pattern. It might still sound a little disorienting if this is brand new for you, but let me play that and you'll, you'll get a sense of less complexity. Here it is.
Okay, so that's the E on the hi-hat. So the entire line four of Rhythmic Melodies, section three, is um, the hi-hat will play five beats. It's in five four, so it's five beats per measure. You'll play five beats on the downbeat, and then five beats the hi-hat will play on the E, five beats the hi-hat will play on the and, and then five beats of the uh, and then after that cycle of four measures of 5-4 time, the hi-hat goes back to the downbeat. So it's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 1 E, 2 E, 3 E, 4 E, 5 E, 1 and, 2 and, 3 and, 4 and, 5 and, 1, a 2, a 3, a 4, a 5, a 1, 2. And then it's back to the beginning. So I'm going to play you that entire pattern. And I'm just going to let you listen to it. It's going to also be accompanied by the music because uh, if you don't have the foundational series book, every exercise has a play along and the play alongs carry you through the exercises. So you play them for the proper amount of time to develop muscle memory for each exercise. Um, <clears throat> this particular play along has not been created for the public yet. It's just a work working uh, play-along for me, but it is from the play-alongs from that section. It's just been tweaked a little bit to accommodate this new exercise. So what you're going to hear is uh, a loop. It's a four-measure long loop over and over and over again. The hi-hat is going to be going through the series that I just told you, and the ride pattern is going to be the complex ride pattern. And you're just going to hear the loop over and over. And I'm going to let that play for a, a very long time so you can just have it to listen to and you can come back to it and listen to it again. But I want it to play for long enough for you to just completely be able to zone out on it um, because it's just a fascinating mental experience. And even if you're not able to practice this or if this doesn't make any sense to you or if you can't physically even come close to considering doing something like this yet in your playing, you can still listen to this because it's it, it embodies the entire exercise within the audio. So just listening to it and being aware of what you're hearing and trying to pinpoint these things is going to increase your aware, your knowledge of, of time uh, regardless of your playing ability. So... So give yourself some time. I'd, I'd recommend putting on some headphones and just uh, kicking back and letting this kind of carry you off into wherever it takes you. Okay? Here is line four of Rhythmic Melodies number three with drum set modification number two.
there you have it. I hope you enjoyed. Happy practicing. Talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to the Drum Mantra Podcast. Your time and attention is much appreciated. I would love it if you went to the iTunes store and left a rating. And please share this with anybody that you think would like to go deeper with their practice. Take care.